Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. We're back with our 27th episode to talk about what's happening in the world of data and data protection. And this week, Kelly and I are going to talk about how individual actions can cause data breaches and the potential consequences the individual could face. I know. I'm quite excited by this talk. Excellent. Put your eye in the news. Well, there are, there are two stories that um, I want to talk about um, with you, one of which is about researchers purchasing USB sticks and what they found, and then uh, an individual uh, stealing laptops, and again, what the uh, impact of that is. So on the subject of USB sticks, which I think we have always talked about in training about how dangerous uh, they can be. So some researchers ident- bought 100 USB sticks from the internet and they found 75,000 records or documents, shall I say, on these uh, drives, of which contained a variety of information, some of which was personal data, some of it was sensitive information, some of it people thought there was partial information because it had been attempted to be redacted. I think that it was less than a quarter of all those found had been properly redacted you mean deleted deleted yes i've been talking about redaction this week so yes deleted (laughs) (laughs) and that partly didn't surprise me but there was why would you sell a used usb stick in the first instance i mean yeah i I doubt you're going to get much money for them especially at the moment but um I know it's kind of tight, but still. (laughs) Um, I think for me, it's that that you need to have a level of confidence that you have properly deleted the data. And the only real way of doing that with USB sticks is to actually rewrite over the whole USB. Um, And I think there's like there's tools that you can get that will do it fully properly to sort of digitally shred the information on it. It was really interesting when you looked and kind of saw the type of information that people were, were storing on USB sticks. And that's almost for me a starting point in the discussion because yeah. it's like, you know, there were there were things like tax returns and contracts and bank statements. And you kind of go, OK, well, maybe you needed to transfer them from one computer to another. Mm-hmm. But then you've got things like they're called passwords and they've got passwords sitting in them and you know the very basics a don't have a password file sitting on your computer anywhere if you're going to have one called passwords don't call it passwords you know at least try and like hide the fact that you're storing the access to your life digitally on your computer or your usb stick um you know there's there's online tools online password managers that can help you with your password management that are way more appropriate than an excel spreadsheet or a word document called passwords so that's lesson number one from this please don't do that and you know and i think it's i think it's really easy to forget what you've put onto usb sticks and you know they might just lie around and you go, I don't really need that anymore. Well, you give it to somebody else to share a particular file and then they don't look after it. And they're very, very hard to manage and properly protect data on it, even even if they are encrypted, because, you know, ultimately it's the encryption helps because if somebody doesn't know how to get onto them, then obviously that's that's going to be a level of protection. Yeah. But I think so many people just use unencrypted ones that they yeah. then lose track of, lose track of what data's on it, and then probably just think, oh, I don't really need that anymore. I think for me, USB sticks, they, they've had a role to play, but they are, I think they're more dangerous than what they they were ever designed to be. I mean, I know of stories where USB sticks have been dropped outside of an office building with the logo of the company built onto it, but they have a code 
on it, which essentially, if you plug it into your laptop, opens up a whole kind of array of kind of viruses. Uh, if people know that people just, oh, I'll plug it in, see what's on it. I found this, it belongs to us, you know, or like I said, they've transferred it from one computer to the next and they've misplaced it. You know, I've said on many an occasion, how often as a woman, I know I store a lot of crap in my bag. I empty my bag out and a USB stick is one of those easy things that we could just scatter and, and you've lost it. And people are naturally interested in wanting to know what's on that file so people will look yeah you know? it's the kind of person oh i wonder what's on that yeah like, if they're generic is it mine or yeah. like said if it's got a company logo on it's like it must be one of ours i wonder what's on it and then yeah if it is a malicious trick then suddenly you've got viruses and potentially ransomware yeah. running throughout your system so yeah and i think that even though the current situation we are with covid and people are moving to and from an office environment to working from home to possibly going back to coming back to home there are better mechanisms than a usb stick to transfer that data so i would ask people to consider you know really is the usb stick the best thing to do if you've got no other means and with cloud technology today it pretty much removes the need for a usb stick if you are going to do it go down the encrypted route i know they're a little bit more expensive but it will save you pain in the long run and two why would you sell them i would even i would i would literally just want them destroyed i think that's probably a much safer option and i think it's interesting though because there probably are some devices you know that we use that we do that are worth selling because they will have some level of use and continued use so you know your laptops computers you know if they don't break and that's the reason that you're replacing them you know your iphone your, your android phone yeah. all of those they all hold your data on it and you know i traded mine my last one in when i, I changed my iphone and very much made sure that you know it was formatted and that there was no data on it and that was something that you know the provider went through and confirmed and demonstrated because i to me and i was very sure about making sure that had happened but i think if you're selling it privately or on ebay you know the risk is that if you don't genuinely know what you're doing or you don't really understand the risk then potentially you could be selling at a very cheap price a lot of insight and information about yourself particularly if you've got password files and or stored files that contain information about you that would make it very easy for cyber criminals to to purchase that laptop fully knowing that they can like kind of have a little look through and if they get lucky because they'll suddenly have a whole wealth of information so i think there are good local companies out there who can help you with deletion and formatting laptops resetting them to factory settings if you don't have that confidence to do it yourself but yeah reselling on ebay and you know even businesses you know there's some great initiatives about sharing used laptops used equipment and everything with with charities and i think that's a a great thing to do and again it's that urging to make sure that they're correctly formatted they're reset to factory settings that the information that you've stored on there as a user or as a business has been removed yeah and i think that's been i'm pretty sure i read a story might have been this year or last year where criminals are actually actively buying laptops from the likes of ebay just to find out what can be on it so usb sticks are appealing but laptops are vastly more appealing and i think what is really interesting is that if you as the company responsible for that laptop haven't correctly removed the information you are still responsible for that and that the consequence can still come back to you if it can be linked back to your company and I think there was a story it might have been last year where there was a charity that bought some laptops 
from eBay and they found data on it. They notified the controller at the time because they realized what had gone on. And obviously nothing else happened because they corrected the issue. But can you imagine if someone who wasn't that generous complained to the information commissioner? And I know this is an example we've used for years is the Brighton and Hove. God, that must have been about 10 years ago now, if not longer, where they uh, dumped computers in a skip outside of the hospital. And the information that was contained on those, they were sold on eBay. And I think it had HIV yeah it was GUF clinic the new gynae clinic HIV information of patients on it because the hard drives hadn't been wiped properly and um, they got well, at the time, it was the biggest fine the ICO had issued. I think it was about yeah. 200,000. Yeah. Obviously, that's since been been surpassed, even under the old Data Protection Act yeah. and since GDPR's come in. But, you know, it's significant. And you really do have that responsibility as a, as a business to yeah. check that you're disposing of equipment, however you're disposing of it, that it's been done securely and appropriately so that your information, your client's information, sensitive inf- information, isn't being put at risk. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think it's part of the process people forget. Yeah. And I think... The other thing is that obviously if you have done everything you can do as a company there and there's no negligence on your behalf because you've put the processes you're following them there may still be members of star that may be having very difficult times or maybe genuinely wanting to cause harm to a company that may then decide to steal data or laptops and resell them and there was an article this week about an individual from i remember where it was up north from london oh, that's very generic so i apologize but he it's from darlington memorial thank hospital you, thank you regina he bought he stole from a store's cupboard within the hospital uh, a number of laptops and there was no evidence that there was any personal data on it but he sold it so that he could pay off his gambling habit and he was charged as a criminal offence and has been sentenced. And what I wanted to mention here is that if there are members of staff that steal laptops that are in use or computers that are in use and there are password files, there are client data, patient information that happens to sit on the hard drive of those devices, that whilst there can be action taken against the company or the hospital or the charity, the individual can also be prosecuted. And there is clear, under certainly under data protection, the commissioner can make a decision to seek criminal charges against individuals. And that has happened more times than I think a lot of people are aware of, where there has been genuine negligence and it has could cause significant distress or harm to individuals. So I think it comes back to the, as an organisation being aware that this could happen, I wouldn't wish it on you, but remind staff of their responsibilities, you know, remind them of what the, the do's and the don'ts are. And if you know this has happened, just try and get on top of it as quickly as possible and stuff, because again, the consequence can be to your reputation, um, even if there's nothing that you could have done to actually prevent it because you believe you put all reasonable steps in place you still mm-hmm. need to be mindful of the repercussions of yeah. that it's a really tricky one for businesses isn't it and i think that's where you need to be able to evidence that you have done as much as possible i think if someone is determined from the inside if you will to kind of make a an impact and behave nefariously you know mm-hmm. the individual no thefts wrong and clearly this individual's been in a desperate situation and seen maybe a potentially easy way out and you know it was lucky that there wasn't any information 
information as they were brand new laptops but or if people are you know disgruntled they can look to behave in ways that will put your business reputation and your business at risk and I think that's where you need to demonstrate as an organization that you've you've done everything you can through routine and regular training that it's not just something that is an afterthought that it's not something uh, you know policies sitting on a shelf that it's something that you regularly remind staff about their responsibilities like you say and that they wear that this is something the business takes seriously because at the point if it ever goes seriously wrong you've got that framework to demonstrate that you've taken every opportunity to protect the people whose data you're you're collecting and responsible for absolutely and i think um as we're closing the end of this podcast my plea to anybody that's listening to this is what you've mentioned very early on if you have a password file for the love of everything and for my sanity please don't call it password not on the server, not on your computer, not on the USB phone, anywhere. Just don't call it passwords. Just use a password manager. They're quite easy. You just have to remember one and don't make that simple. But um, the password manager is the answer, not little books, Excel files, however well coded it is people will find it. I think that's a good way to close uh, today's podcast. As always, 15 minutes flew by. Uh, enjoyed that and I always enjoy our chats, uh, Regina. Obviously, people can ask us any questions at the coffee at uh, dbxuk.com uh, so please send it through and uh, yeah, we'll be back again uh, next week. So thank you for your time, Regina and uh, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you.